Hello there, this is Olivia from Oz9 Podcast. I like to listen to people talk about things. So here's a really good network for people talking about things. It's actually called the Discussing Network because it's people talking about things. Enjoy! The Discussing Network presents Discussing Comics. I am Kyle Jones, and for the very first time, I want to welcome Richard Nadolny to the show. Richard, how are you? I'm well. Thank you, Kyle. It's great to be here. You know, it's funny. I feel like I know know you because I've listened to your voice off and on and more on than off for about the last two and a half years, give or take. <laughs> that being said, why don't you tell everyone where I know you from? Uh, yes, I'm on another podcast, and it seems like everyone in podcasting has to be on everyone else's podcast at some point or another. So, uh, But I am on the podcast Oz9. I play the character of the narrator. Like you say, you've been listening to the show, so you know me from there. And you've become friends with our writer, producer, and my uh, housemate here, Shannon Perry. I guess it was only natural that you're going to reach out and grab me at some point, too. <laughs> there you go. You know, what's really interesting is... And I think you figured this out. I have been asked on, as you just said, being on, you know, everybody's on every other podcast, et cetera, and so forth. So when Shannon asked me, not the first time, but the second time for Narrator 2 to come back, because you're the narrator, and I think Narrator, no spoilers here, but was having a moment, we'll say, and needed a little bit of help. And Narrator 2 had to come in and help out. Do you know what I did or did you pick up on what I did whenever I did my closing credits for Oz9 on that episode? Uh, I guess not. What, what was that? Okay, so you're, I hope you're going to be really like flattered, etc. by this. <laughs> I listened to you over and over read the credits and I tried to <laughs> mimic you the best that I could. I didn't want to be Kyle doing it. I literally tried to be you doing the credit. <laughs> That's amazing. So I, I literally, I mean, I'm, I, I was sitting there going, you've been listening to Bonnie Brantley as Jesse. And I mean, even to the, you know, how you said their names, I was like, okay, can I do this? So that was so cool. <laughs> That's funny. Well, great. I'm, I'm glad I inspired someone somewhere to do something. So excellent. Excellent. There you go. You know, I was inspired to hear that you were into comics. That's why we're on this podcast. That's why we're talking. So tell me a little bit about your experience getting into comics. Well, I will say to start with that the, the crossover point of this is that we put together a Kickstarter for a comic book of our first uh, podcast episode of Oz9. And I was kind of pushing behind that a little bit because I have always been a fan of comics. I've read comics since I was a kid. My mom used to buy them for my brothers and me when uh, when we were young. And we just had this big drawer in our den full of comic books that I would just rifle through and read over and over and over again. So all the classics. And for whatever reason, I don't know why, we never had much Marvel, but it was mostly just DC comics. So Batman, Superman, and The Flash were my what what I grew up and I'm you know I'm an old fart too so I watched the original Batman show on TV way back in the ancient times when uh, it was on in black and white and so yeah I've always been I've always been into comics and superheroes I'm a big computer gamer too and so one of my favorite games I've ever played has been City of Heroes which was a big uh, MMO game 
where you played a superhero while you could yes. design different ones. And I spent so many lifetimes in that game, I can't even tell you. So, Let me say this, since you said City of Heroes, I have not played any video games since City of Heroes went away. That, I mean, I played Pac-Man, and I played City of Heroes. I played City of Villains. I played City of Nothing when they shut it down. I mean, because I loved that video game. So totally there with you on that. A comic book store was down at the end of our street, about three blocks away from my house. And when the new 52 came out, I went down there and finally visited them. I'm like, you know, I've been kind of interested in looking at comic books again. And I got to know the owner and uh, he would, you know, recommend comic books to me and uh, stories. And that's how I came across some of uh, some of the ones that I really liked and and loved so you know you got back into dc so you read it in the what what's traditionally called the silver age and even into some of the bronze age i would imagine but then you got into the new 52 what was it like coming back to dc and seeing this fresh and i'm putting that with a question mark take on the characters did you did you like it did you not like it what was what were your thoughts well that's a good question you know it was really interesting because i was more just getting back into comics and enjoying the medium of comics themselves so much more than just reliving my past as a kid reading batman and superman i've come over the past several years of reading comic books that i i think that the standard old comics are i, I don't know there's it's like what can you do with them anymore Batman is Batman, Flash is Flash, Spider-Man is Spider-Man, whatever. You know, and they come out with new versions of, of these things. But uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure that... I, I'm, I'm impressed that they can keep telling stories with the same characters. But the things that I really love are more of the one-off self-contained stories. And that's, that's sort of the thing I tend to focus on in my, in my comic uh, reading. Like, I'll get a lot of the one-shots about Batman or Superman. So let's segue into those. So for most people who are fans of DC like you, Marvel has What If, DC has Elseworlds. And mm -hmm. that's something that you have migrated to. And I think the story of Superman Red Sun really stands out to you. Am I right there? Is that one of your favorites, perhaps? It's one of my favorites because of just the interesting juxtaposition of the regular story that we're aware of, that we're used to. Um, I really like when they take any any kind of a character and and throw them in a different situation like that and just give us a like you said a what if or a what else could happen kind of thing. Um, that that was just one of the stories that I remember of the. I, I don't think it's it's uh, technically an Elseworld story. It's just a one shot one off. But I I consider it that because it's an alternate kind of thing. Got you. The same way with some of the Batman Elseworlds where Bruce Wayne is a colonel in the Union Army fighting, uh, you know, people that are stealing gold from and helping free the slaves and all this kind of stuff. And or uh, he's a 1930s gangster fighter in a trench coat with a Tommy gun. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so those uh, those are a lot of fun to me. And there's one, I think, that pops into my head that Batman is a vampire. Correct. That, there are actually quite a few of those in the Elseworld series. Yeah. And there's one that's Wonder Woman set in a world of England in, say, 1800s, I think, or 1700s, 1800s. And she's married, unwillingly married, or to Steve Trevor, who had used her to make money, et cetera, and so forth. I think it's called Amazonia, maybe, I think. But just Funny. like you said, really, really weird, but sometimes cool. 
That's right. So let me ask you this. How long did you read the New 52, or are you still reading it? How long did I read it? Uh, it was, well, I didn't read all of them, obviously, because it was, there were 52 of them, and that was just too much for me to. So I started out with Batman, Superman, and Flash, and I just kind of ran out of, there were too many things to read. And so mm-hmm. I just, I, I don't know, I, I don't know how many months, you know, six, eight, ten months maybe, and then I just kind of cut back and I stopped. Because I had been getting like all kind of the Batman stuff, like detective comics and all the other stuff too, and I really had to just pare back my selection too. And so right now, the only one I still reliably get is Batman. Gotcha. So where do you think Batman went right? Regardless of you scaling back, you had to choose one. And what made you keep Batman as the one you kept. He just has always been my favorite because of his gimmicks versus some of the other superheroes. He's the guy that can get a lot of times the way it's written, he can get out of any situation because he's a super detective and he always thinks ahead. He always has a plan B. He always has an escape hatch. He always has some way to overcome, you know, what, uh, whatever problem he's gotten into. So and plus the fact that he, you know, he's, he's not an everyman because he's, you know, in peak physical perfection and a fighting expert and everything, but he's a regular person. He's not, you know, like Superman who has superpowers or the flash who can run super fast or Wolverine with his adamantium, uh, you know, stuff like that. So, so I'm going to throw a, a question at you from left field. Oh, sure. Considering the things that Batman does, you know, he, he is strongly driven to fight, crime, a particular type of crime, and he is relentless in doing so. And he has villains who, no matter what he does, they keep coming back and keep coming back and keep coming back. And he keeps going and he keeps going and he keeps going. My question is, is he as crazy as the Joker, but just to the betterment of mankind? Well, that's an interesting question. And I, my personal feeling is that he isn't. He's a troubled man with, you know, some, some baggage, but his whole, his whole shtick is trying to, you know, get rid of crime and get rid of the sort of people that killed his parents. I think the fact that we're caught in an endless loop of him continually uh, fighting the same people over and over again is just what I talk about the arc, you know, exactly. the story has gone on for so long. It's like, what else can you do? Joker is his... Uh, nemesis and they always have to fight so they just keep coming up with new ways to do that but the fact that uh yeah batman has a a strong uh, he'll beat the crap out of people but he won't kill them i guess so what do you think of this concept that dc has you know they did it with the new 52 and now they've kind of undone what 52 did with rebirth and then what they just recently did I can't remember now off the top of my head, but they did something. Oh, the do- death, dark metal, death metal, or something that they did. <laughs> what do you think of this? Every ten years or so, there's a crisis of some type that kind of resets and reformats the DC universe. Do you think that alienates old time readers like you and I, or do you think that makes it more accessible? You know, that's interesting. I don't really even think of it from a reader standpoint. I think of it more from a uh, publisher or industry standpoint of, yeah, they've got to shake it up every so often. They got to get some press. They got to do something that puts their their name back up in lights. 
then there's always new people coming in. There's new artists, there's new writers, and they want to change things and do stuff their way too. So it gives them an opportunity to try out some new things. So I guess I'm not as married to the publisher house as I am just to the idea of the heroes themselves. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, you know, it's not like I don't like Marvel. I just was never exposed to him when I was younger. But, you know, again, one of my favorites is Old Man Logan. That is such a great story. And then when you, you know, find out in the end, the twist, what happens, and it's just such the gut punch. And you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, that was, I, I like a good story. Let's talk. And, there, and there's two ways of looking at this next question, literally, because you can look at it, sit down and look at it two different ways and get a completely different picture, motion picture, that is. The story that Zack Snyder told with Batman, did it work for you? Did Ben Affleck's portrayal of Batman and the way he was presented with you being a big Batman fan, did it check all the appropriate boxes for you? Well, I will say that (laughs) I wasn't very pleased because Batman v Superman is my worst hated comic book ever, probably. Because I am a fan of both of them, and I don't understand why they would become enemies. And so the fact that the two of them have to fight is just a gimmick that beyond all belief that I don't like. And I also, I'm very picky about the Batman costume that I like. I prefer, for example, Batman Arkham Asylum is my favorite. He's got the tall ears. He's got the cool but movable body armor. And the huge, huge mustache bat that Frank Miller has (laughs) on. I hate the mustache bat. Uh, So I was predisposed to not very much like that movie to begin with because I hate the story and I hate the costume. I already liked you, but <laughs> your um, your brownie point just like uh, multiplied by a million with that response, just FYI. <laughs> well, when excellent. one of my favorite early memories of podcasting was back in the old days, as I call it, we discussed more than Doctor Who on Discussing Who. And I think it was our fourth episode that me, Clarence Brown, Lee Shackelford, we did a review of Superman versus Batman. And I said, Lee Shackelford, what do you think of this movie? And he says, I freaking hate this movie. I can't, re- I can't remember the last time that I have come out of the theater with my fist clenched because I was angry. There. I did not like Batman versus Superman. I thought Jesse Eisenberg as... I was about to say Joker, (laughs) but he felt like Joker to me, and eh, I just didn't get it. And I agree with you on everything that you'd said. I will say, though, that seeing Justice League, the Snyder Cut, did make me eat crow a little bit because it was better than Justice League, the movie. I still don't forgive it for Batman versus Superman, but it left a less bad taste in my mouth. I'll Excellent. say that. So let's move on to something else other than Marvel or DC. You've okay. mentioned some other independent comics as something that you've really been interested in. And unfortunately, time has not been on my side and I've wanted to read about them before we talked. But tell me without spoilers, Saga, tell me about it. Why would I enjoy it? 
Uh, I'm not sure. This is one, uh, the, this goes back to the idea that I knew the owner of the comic book shop and he, you know, we would talk when I went down there and, uh, uh, he would introduce me to stories. And this was one that he sold me on about, uh, there are two planets at war. It's a science fiction kind of thing. Um, but the planets that are at war are fighting through proxy mercenaries and one of the sides has magic. And at some point, two of the combatants meet and fall in love. It's a Romeo and Juliet thing. They're not supposed to because they're in opposite races. And so it's a forbidden thing. And so people are chasing him down. And But uh, it's a great story with, you know, uh, just weird with assassins. And uh, no, what, what is the guy? The Will. He's a, uh, he's a, he hunts people down. And he has a cat called Lying Cat that, always, that can tell when people are lying. And that's all it says <laughs> is lying. It's like if somebody tells an untruth, it goes lying and the will is like, oh, you're lying. Okay, so just the lying cat said, okay. Um, so it's a great, it's a really great story. One of the uh, uh, so, and they have a baby, the couple the, on the run, and uh, one of the uh, they have a little person that helps them take care of the baby, who is the ghost of one of the collateral damage war dead from the war that they are in. So I mean, it's a very interesting story. I don't know if I'm really selling it, but. I am a huge fan of Fiona Staples, the uh, the artist. I've gotten several of the book, my comic books signed by her at Comic Con. So um, I just love, love, love her artwork. You know, and that's the thing. Um, for me, it's it's turned into an artwork thing. Comic books have to appeal to my eye before I will go to the story. Because there have been ones that people have recommended to me. They're like, oh, this is such a great story. And I'll start flipping through it. And I'm like, I can't, I can't look at this. I can't read mm-hmm. this. So there are a few of, of some of the ones that I have followed. And oh, I wish I could remember the name of that one now that I don't have. But uh, that I followed more just because of the artwork than I love the story so much. So that's become more of a thing for me, too, is just to appreciate the art and how uh, the artistry of the comic is put together visually. So if you were to tell me, would you prefer a comic in your hand or a comic on your mobile device, iPad, tablet, whatever it is, which would you prefer? Well, the geek in me wants to be able to enjoy them on the uh, electronic devices, but the old fart of me just prefers to have the paper in my hand. Um, I, you know, the box that I have at my comic store, I go and empty out every so often and I get the, you know, the individual issues in the, uh, in the plastic bags and I take them home and, you know, read them and put them back in and put them in my comic boxes. And, and, uh, so yeah, all that sort of thing. But yeah, I do, I do prefer having the, the physical, the physical paper in my hand. Don't know, you know why. I used to be that person. And then I started running out of room, you know, yes. as in like trying to give away comics because I don't have space for them. Yeah. I I will say, though, that after I've started going like totally digital, there is something about being able to view it panel by panel and have the panels like lit up real, real well for you. Mm. And then, you know, you it kind of makes the story flow and the artwork seems to be more alive because it's like I said it's backlit and it's really bright and Hmm, colorful I don't regret going digital it is still weird thinking well what if comiXology shut down tomorrow I lose all my comics you know that I (laughs) bought through them probably or whatever so that's a thought but 
you know, other than that, I I do like the experience of even though I miss going to the store, I like the experience of on Wednesday afternoon, click, 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 download, and there they are. The fact that you know that Wednesday is comic delivery day shows how much of a comic person you are. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I used to schedule vacations so that I would get back on comic book day. I'm not joking. I would not want to. I mean, I would like to call the local comic shop for, in the city I used to live and say, I'm going to be out of town and I can't not be out of town. Just letting you know when I don't come in on Wednesday. I even so much as in the first thing I thought whenever I found out I was, or, you know, my, my job said, you know, we need for you to move was, Oh, what am I going to do about my comic books? That, that was my first thought. Not, Oh, I need to find a place to live. Blah, 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 blah. No. What am I going to do about my my shop? (laughs) So let me ask you this question. Okay. I'm going to give you carte blanche, Marvel, DC, Image, whomever, which you take your pick, is going to call you tomorrow and offer you the writing job of taking direction of any character you want. And you can do any story you want. You, and I know it's too much on the spot to say what story, <laughs> but what character would you want to write? What would be a dream character? What character would I want to write? That's a very interesting question because then you have to think more about what would you be able to do with that character. They say you get carte blanche. Corporations be damned. You can do whatever you want. What character? You know what? I would probably still stick with Batman because, and here's my reason why. He, uh, so many of the superheroes are otherworldly they can fly off the planet they can go into other dimensions and you know it makes one of my problems with a lot of the superhero movies is they go too big what happened to the old thing of just stopping bank robbers and you know why does it always have to blow up the world every single time kind of a thing so batman as a as a regular person uh his superpower is money and in good physical shape, but he still has to work within the realms of our physical world. And I think that at least grounds him more than a lot of the other superheroes. So that's my answer to that question. I like that. I like that. So if there were a Marvel franchise, you know, I know you're aware of Marvel, obviously, but if there was a Marvel franchise that you would want to read more about, which one piques your interest? Which one? Well, my favorite Marvel is Spider-Man, of course. So, Have you ever been an X-Men fan? Well, I mean, I've seen the movies, of course. Uh, I, I can't say that I'm a fan, but it's not that I'm against them. I like the whole idea of the X-Men versus Magneto because, uh, you know, with Professor X, like, we have to be good. And Magneto's like, there's going to be a war and you have to pick your side. And that's, you know, that kind of a unwinnable conflict is very interesting and they can make a lot of movies out of that. I would love to see more X-Men stuff. So I'm actually going to recommend two series, two limited series that you might want to check out. Okay. X-Men have always been my favorite from Hmm. small child forward. I I remember as a small child, I loved, I did Superman, Superboy, Dial H. Remember Dial H for Hero? 
That was in like a backup of Superboy comics? I do not. Okay, that was so cool. Basically, it was these two kids that had, it was a boy and a girl, and fans could write in or submit drawings of like the superhero they might become, and they would dial, H-E-R-O on this dial, and turn into whatever super being for one hour that this magic dial gave them. And it would always oh, say, this this character was created by Susan Smith of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, or whatever. <laughs> you know, nice. So that, that was cool. But uh, I loved X-Men. But in the last, say, up until about three years, two, two years ago, had gotten so boring. You know, you read it because it was X-Men, but you really didn't enjoy it mm-hmm. anymore. Because it felt like it was just like going through the motions. House, there it's House of X and Powers of X, or Powers of Ten actually, but it's you know it's Powers House of X, six each issues each, and it tells you which ones to read in what order. It was something that made X Men interesting again for me, and they did something. I won't spoil it for you. But they did something to where it made you go, hmm. And, and I think you would enjoy it. I think it would interest. I mean, I think it would pique your interest specifically about what you said. You enjoyed the Xavier Magneto dynamic. I think you would enjoy it. So House and Powers to, of X, of we'll X. Call it. I will have to look into those, yes. So very, 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 very good. Very, very good. Especially when they're self-contained because like... Uh, why the last man? Oh, another one of my favorites. Tell me. Have you not heard of Why the Last Man? Oh, I, I won't shut up about it. No, tell, no, keep going. I love he, uh, hearing about. It's uh, it's a, a, a once again an alternate uh, thing where uh, one day the world wakes up and all of the males on the planet have died and disappeared, except for one guy and uh, and his male pet monkey. And then what happens in the aftermath of this world when only women are uh, are left and rule and take over and do what do they do and uh, what does that mean for uh, this guy and his and his monkey and trying to find out what caused the plague and or die Why off is he and the everything. only one left. So there's some you know twists and turns and interesting little you know how some uh, people tribe up to do different things based on their feelings and yeah there's. Uh, it was just a great story. You did a very good synopsis because now I know why it's why the last man. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That is so cool. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. That's, that's another great one that I really love. So uh, Femme Fatale is another great one. It's a, a Cthulhu 40s noir story. That one's really great. Uh, and it has some great artwork. I love the artwork in that one. So. so I will recommend another story for you. Uh, this is a self-contained six issues. This actually is from Boom Studios, and I think okay. you can get it in a collected or in yeah a collected edition. Like it's called Victor Lavelle's Destroyer. It's a modern take on Frankenstein, and it's set in modern uh, you know modern world and whatever. It's it's quite good. It's actually drawn by a friend of mine, Dietrich Smith, and it is very, very good. 
highly recommend it. We we really and Clarence and I both read it and we really enjoyed it. So uh, highly recommend nice. it. Victor Lavelle's Destroyer and Transmetropolitan. That's another awesome one because it's the so now? Transmetropolitan because it's so bizarre. I can't even describe it to you. I just will okay. recommend it. <laughs> okay, Transmetropolitan in the bizarre world. Speaking of, what did you think of Bizarro? That'll be my last question. What did you think of Superman's classic Bizarro counterpart? Uh, you know, I tend to kind of just slough off the weird stuff like Mr. Mitzelplix or whatever his name is. And, uh, it, you know, any of the weird stuff that happens like that, that's like just a marketing gimmick and a way to sell comics. I don't don't really care for Bizarro Superman, but... He served his he served his purpose for the company, I guess. Yeah, this is the 1950s and 60s, and I've recently there is a um, person is one of the YouTube. I can I can't remember off the top of my head now what the YouTube channel is, but this lady she does this uh, where she's talking about different comics and whatever, and she got obsessed with reading these different are, are talking about these different Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane comics where <laughs> every single week she's marrying somebody else other than Superman and Superman's the best man. And the oh one gosh. that got me uh, more than anything was <laughs> she's marrying someone who rescued her because she decided to jump off of a cliff to get Superman's attention and he did not come and rescue her, but this other man saves her, oh, and so gosh. she marries him to get back at Superman. And I'm like, really? Mar- marriage is a weapon. There we there go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But it was every single episode or issue, I think, Lois was marrying someone different. That's hilarious. Trying to get, and I was like, how many times can she get married in a single year? But. Who knows? All right. Well, Richard, this has been fun. And I have one final question for you. Where else might you be found on the Internet? So if someone wanted to go find out about Oz 9, where would they go? Well, they would go to oz-9.com. Oz 9. Yeah, that's our that's our website. You can uh, it's all a, tells all about us and the podcast and uh, all the episodes are there as well. So you can listen to them there if you don't have a podcast device well let me just say again it it, this has been fun i've had so much fun doing this and i've been wanting to do this for weeks and oh me too and you're such a hoot kyle it's been so fun to do this so thanks for having me on this has just been brilliant Oh, yeah, this has been fun. So here's the last thing I have for you. You are invited back, my friend, anytime you want. You read something. If you read House and Powers of X and say, I hated this, come back and tell me why you hated it. I would love to know. But this has been fun. And for everyone listening, as always, we are glad that you spent your time with us. This was something that you did not have to do. It is greatly appreciated. And with that, we will be back next time. You've been listening to The Discussing Network. Find out more at DiscussingNetwork.com. What are you doing in here? <laughs> Mon Dieu! Ma petite oiseau! <laughs> I shall return! Really?
the things I put up with on this ship. Be sure to subscribe to Oz9 wherever you get your favorite podcasts.